Hello comic book fans, welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. As always, I'm your host Paul, and I am going to be here for the whole episode this time. Last time I, I missed the bulk of the episode due to being rather poorly. Um, I actually spent the rest of the week in bed um, after after the last episode. Not because of the episode, but, but literally because I was really, really ill. Um, so I am joined once again by, at the moment, two of my wonderful colleagues. First of all, Tony Bofton. Hey, hey, hey. And Craig Lucas. <laughs> so, Josh is meant to be here. We're recording it on a fairly cold evening. It seems to be that he's got lost somewhere um, in the cold weather. Um, he is meant to be joining us at some point, but unknown as to when. Um, but we're going to go back this, this month. We're going to go back to the, the round table um, kind of style that we did at the back end of last year um, when we we're all going to bring something to the table, comic book related. So, first of all, Craig, I know you struggled today to find something. Um, so let's go to you first. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> well, right. Now, this, is, this isn't this is comic book related as such, but it can be, maybe. Um, but basically, I've rediscovered the in-betweeners um, since Christmas because the, they were doing a reunion episode on the 1st of January, which I believe I haven't seen it yet because I want to watch everything in chronological order. Chronological. Jesus. <laughs> chronological order. Um, so I've watched... I've put me sitting upside down. That's the problem. Um, <laughs> I've watched series one, two and three, and I'm just watching the Inbetweeners movie, the first one. So that's where I'm up to now. So... That was 10 years ago, and, I mean, I'm quite shocked that we found all this. People now, I have laughed my head off at the humour in it and everything like that, but it's quite offensive for the the little shrinking violets that we have walking the planet now. They would be offended by most of the episodes of The Inbetweeners. That's not my point. But what classic and it can be comic book related obviously what classic tv shows of yesteryear would you boys like to see started up again so i would love a new series of in between us to start 10 years after the, the last movie finished basically i'd like to see these characters and see where they've ended up so what TV show would you boys like to see? Re- not rebooted, but caught up. See, for me, it'd be the one that I'd pick, and it would going comic book related um, would be rather difficult now. But I would love to see the classic sixties Batman. Well, that would be mm. quite difficult. Yeah, quite clearly. But I, I'd love something like that. If it if it wasn't the same characters, I'd love. Love to see a, a less serious take on Batman again. So a, a follow-up, obviously, it wouldn't be the same actors, um, but a follow-on to that that story would would be great. I'd love love something like that. That's a little bit less bombastic, I suppose. As it, and as it the did, Batman films have there, been. There has been there has been a, a comic book a adaptation or a, a comic adaptation of the classic Batman. Yeah. Um, that Ralph Garman hel- helped set yes. up. Yes. Yeah. Did, did that answer any of your 
Yeah, and you know, they they did do a, a quasi sequel not long before Adam West died. Um, that was kind of a, a documentary pl- plus a little bit of a, a follow up, um, which was good as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, just a, a full out series with Biff Biff Palbam <laughs> in it would be uh, would be great. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Paul will not be surprised when I when I give my answer. I suspect, um, and it, it's kind of comic related because they're basically the show's got an afterlife in comics now, um, and that would be Firefly. Yeah, I'd I've love got to no see idea it now. what that is. What? Oh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, well, my dear, fair, in, in full disclosure, I've never seen the in-betweeners other than the two movies, so there you go. <laughs> so, uh, well, give us a quick... Um, a well, quick, uh, as most um, people know, Firefly was the um, the short-lived show from Joss Whedon, which got cancelled by Fox in their infinite wisdom. Um, basically about this ragtag bunch of would-be sort of well, they're not really villains, but they're trying to sort of make an existence by sort of doing shifty jobs and, and things like that, or nefarious types. How long um, did it last? Sorry, Paul? I was going to say, kind of like um, a space version of Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose the most modern equivalent would be um, Star Wars Rebels. It's got a very similar vibe to it, would you say, Paul? Yeah, I, I'd agree with that, definitely. And was it a TV show or was it a cartoon? It was a TV show, Firefly, yeah. It, it was a 2001-ish. Yeah. It's going right back now. And, of course, we got the movie Serenity um, a few years later, and, and that was it then. But it would be nice to see that come back. I know a lot of fans want it to come back in some form. And I, it would work now with an older Mal and an older Zoe, just to see how they're getting on. So, yeah, Firefly would be my choice. Oh, there you go. So I've learned something. So now I need to go and find this Firefly and see what oh, it's I definitely cool. recommend it, yeah. Yeah. So. Just add it to my list. <laughs> we are and the little man's here now. Yeah, we are joined by the the youngster. So, Craig, if you want to repeat your question so that um, Josh can okay, answer so it for you. What is the sat-nav of choice for Josh? <laughs> <laughs> the sat-nav of choice... <laughs> All right, Josh. You're all right, mate. I'm all right. Here, mate. Happy New Year. I'm here. So, Josh, just very quickly, I'm watching yeah. the Inbetweeners at the oh, moment, okay. and I would love them to uh, reboot it, but I want to see where they are now in their lives, not new characters or carrying on immediately after. So what TV show would you like to see to go back and revisit in real time where the characters have moved on? Oh, that's a piece of piss. Friends. Go on. Friends, Friends. TV show. Yeah. Because, yeah. mm. I mean, let's be honest, they've been crying out for a, either a reunion show or a, not not a reboot, but like what you're basically suggesting for basically like since a year since it ended. Well, didn't he do a, a, a re, um, they all got together on stage, didn't he? But there's always one of them missing. There's always, always one, one that never, yeah. Yeah, well, wasn't uh, it um, Perry last time? Yeah, Matthew Perry. Or but to be fair, he was on the West End. Oh, right, that's what he was, yeah. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I'd say friends because well, we do get the short-lived Joey show, but we don't talk about that. Too much. No, we don't right. talk about. There's that nothing wrong with Joey. <laughs> Joey was like... a great series. <laughs> I watched <laughs> the first series of Joey right, and I'm not being funny. You've lived with these people for ten years in each other's, we're just walking into each other's houses and eating out of each other's fridges and sleeping with each other, and yet you move to the other side of the country and you never speak to them ever again. <laughs> Except to say. Joey's sister thought that him and Chandler were gay. That's <laughs> that's the only mention in the whole two years. Wow. Well, I'm I'm sorry, but like Joey was just a car crash for me. And <laughs> I'll be honest, the only funny part of that show was when he goes and apparently learns English. That was generally the only bit that made me laugh. Well, I mean, when you think of Frasier and Cheers. At yeah, Frasier was shit as well. Oh, Frasier's like the, some of the greatest. Watch Frasier again now through the eyes of an adult and you will get it. Right. I, I really but, don't think I would be watching it as an adult, do you, even though I'm 19? Yeah, it's so good. The writing in it is so strong. But my point here is the characters from Cheers make guest appearances from time to time. So he's mm. still, you know, they're still relevant. Sam comes and has a go. Carla comes and has a go. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant for that. So I'd love that, yeah. I'd love that. I'd have loved Joey a lot more if Chandler had popped over for the weekend or, and got into hair-raising japes, you know, but <laughs> he didn't, so. I, do I miss guess Chandler it was all contractual, Jeff. I suppose. Yeah, I think there was a lot of pay him. Yeah, apparently the girls have all come out recently and said they're up for a reunion or like a couple, like a series, another series. But apparently it's the lads that are saying, no, we want to move on. But I don't think that's true because Matt, Matt LeBlanc said he was down to his last $4 when he got the role as Joey. He's now earning like a million dollars in royalties every week or something. So why wouldn't you go back? It just doesn't well, make do you, sense in my head. Well, fingers crossed. You never know, lad. You never know. When he's down <laughs> to his last hundred million. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So that's me done. I'm, I'm happy with them answers. Put them in the vault. <laughs> so, and now to, to do exactly the same as I did to Craig. Josh, what is your topic for the week? My topic is going to be the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Oh, because, I don't know if any listeners remember this, but between the four of us, I am known as the Spider-Man, because I'm, I'm the little squirt of the group. <laughs> so, um, and I watched that trailer as I was revising for my uni exams, and I had to take a full five minutes to contemplate what I had seen, because I think I may have fell in love. <laughs> because... I've been crying out ever since I played Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 2 all them years ago. I've been crying out for Mysterio to be in a Spider-Man film in any capacity. And I watched a video on YouTube, I think it was about three weeks ago, about what the cancelled Spider-Man 4 would have been of the Raimi trilogy. And Mm. apparently it was going to open with Spider-Man bringing Mysterio into a police station they took the big fishbowl off his head, and it was Bruce Campbell. 
was so, cool. I was when I found out Mysterio was going to be in this film, I was made up. I heard Jake Gyllenhaal was going to be cast. Great. And then I heard that he was apparently going to be a mate, like a, a, a super friend of Spider-Man. Yeah. And Watching that trailer, I don't think that's the case at all. <laughs> no. Well, no, after I heard he was going to be a super friend, my expectations for that film went through the floor because I just wanted them to be an arsehole. Like a, mm. like a Michael Keaton level villain. Yeah. And I thought if he's going to be a mate, he, that's not going to happen until the very end of the film where he's going to turn. But mm. I hope he's going to like be a, a like a really horrible bastard, basically. Yeah, I think he, I got the vibe. I think he's creating those elementals, isn't he? That's what I suspect yeah. it's going to be. What is? Uh, I mean, we, me and Nick did a very quick "Tis After Dark" reaction episode last week. Where I was absolutely incandescent with rage uh, about the releasing of this trailer because, <laughs> as far as we know, Spider Man is dust. Yeah, no, he was never going to be. Nobody is. He is dust. So this trailer shouldn't be coming out now. Is my point. Now, but Nick come back with some counter arguments that we don't know when this film is set. Yeah, to be fair, well. Kevin Feige said that it's coming out, like, timeline-wise, after the events of Infinity War. But what annoyed, literally a tiny little gripe, is the fact that there's hardly any PTSD kicking in with Spider-Man. Mm. Um, that is because the rumour is that it might be set after Endgame, but before the events of Infinity War. So it's like a time jump thing. Yeah, like which, will, and, which will be caused like, by what happens in Endgame. Right, so, so it'll like be like an, Infinity like a, War never happened. Yeah. A Back to the Future 2 scenario, different timelines because yeah. of altered universes and stuff. Yeah. Great Scott, Marty! <laughs> that's just, well, that's, that's a lazy yeah. way out as far as I'm concerned. For yeah, the, for is, the whole it's... franchise, uh, to just redo that with a little, oh yeah, it was time. Yeah, but at, at least it means we get another, like, ten years' worth of films. Of course, yeah, but, yeah. Nah, Although, to be fair, there have been little hints kicking around. If you look at, you think back to the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Quantum Realm and and also Doctor Strange having been briefly in there, there are those little, and we also, the rumours that Captain Marvel can play around with time a bit in the new movie, so t- the hints have been there, I think. Yeah. yeah, and it, it's even yeah. in the Endgame trailer, mm. with Ant Man coming to the door and Cap yeah. asking, "When was this filmed?" Mm. Yeah, did, did, have you heard the thing that all the promotional stuff for Endgame is only going to be around the first ten fifteen minutes of the actual film? That doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. That, yeah, I think that's a great move. Well, it, it, if it is specific time traveling type altering stuff, uh, yeah. to yeah. show anything in that trailer would just destroy everything. Yeah. Although apparently, just before we logged on tonight, I just flicking through some Facebook groups and somebody was moaning on one that again, apparently some toys have been released, which have been a uh, bit of a spoiler. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, that there's, <laughs> there's certain toys come out, different costumes, certain characters yeah. are now officially Avengers. Uh that weren't known so before. Interesting. So, 
I think it's unavoidable because they want to get the marketing in place, don't they? That's the problem. Yeah, I suppose in, in this day and age it's difficult, whereas before we we wouldn't learn anything about a film until about a month <coughs> before it came out. Mm. Whereas now you're looking at six months beforehand. Does do, do they need to have spent a single penny on marketing this film? Could this not have been the biggest masterstroke in the history of releasing a movie to just release the movie with nothing? Because they do say, don't they, the production cost of the movie, say 200 million, they're going to spend uh, 600 million in advertising. So the the movie has to make 800 million, a billion for it to be considered a success. The thing is with Spider-Man as well, of course, because it's out of Sony, they're going to want their own little bit of control, aren't they, in terms of the release yeah. and the marketing. So, yeah. again, I think it's probably inevitable. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, definitely agree that they could, they could have quite easily done it without. But I think, again, in in the world of social media, there's so much pressure for from fans going, "Oh, when are we going to see a trailer? When are we going to see a trailer?" That mm. it puts people off going to see yeah, it yeah. if there isn't one. Because you run the risk of people basically forgetting that it might it's coming out at a specific date, but then as it's coming out, people start going, that film's out, you know, and they go, oh shit, I haven't seen that. Okay, and then you've got a massive rush, basically. Couldn't, couldn't it literally have just been a 10-second advert with the date and Avengers Endgame on the screen, and that's it? Because we all know it's coming out. The whole planet knows it's coming out. <laughs> yeah. It was the the biggest mm. film of, of last year, I think. Well, no, um, the other one took more money, didn't it? But you know what I mean. So, what did you actually think of the trailer itself then, Josh? I mean, my first reaction was, I said to Paul on the day, it's kind of like National Lampoon's European Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and I, and oh, I, God, I yeah. may... I may have actually watched the trailer again with Holiday Road playing in the background. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, and, I it, actually... and it works as well. It does it. I'm gonna have to do yeah. that. I'm gonna have to do that. No, I did. I did love it genuinely. Um, I think I actually love the new suit more than anything else. Mm. Because because I am an absolute sucker for a red and black costume on any superhero, as in Miles Morales, Batman Beyond, just anyone in general. Like it just. I think it looks gorgeous and. When I, I did kind of spoil it for myself, I did look at the set photos that got leaked and I, I just loved it. And I thought, I can't wait to see that in action. And it looks even better with all the digital enhancements or stuff like that. I do love it. And I like the fact that he's getting more than one suit as well. Can I just tell you my Spider-Man London story? Go on. So I only ever had one Spider-Man comic. And it must have been in the late 80s from memory, right? And it was Spider-Man with the scorpion, no, the lizard man with a coat on, a, a, a white coat. What's yeah. his name? Lizard man. The lizard. Yeah. And they were on the cover, but Spider-Man went to London to do some detective work. Mm. as part of the story and it was london it was big ben it was foggy um it was typical london like how americans see london basically <laughs> but it was in this comic book i'd be interesting if if josh can go back and find that comic book 
what do you think I'm doing right now? <laughs> um, I'm like frantic searching for this thing. I can, I can basically, I can remember a couple of, of the, the pages where there would be like cockneys with flat caps on and stuff like that. Um, and that's about all I can remember of it. So, it, this is Spider-Man's right, being over to... Spider-Man number 95, but that is definitely not it because the lizard's not on it. Um... Oh, you've really shit me up with this now, Craig. Well, I'll leave that with you, and any <laughs> listeners, if you can trace it. <laughs> so I think on that point as well, we can't really not talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse at this point oh. either. Uh, I think we have to we have to touch on it. Tony and myself went and saw it together. Oh, yeah, and actually that dovetails oh, into my topic oh. as well. So, so what? What did everybody think? We've got to give it top marks, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I think it was the superhero film of the year. Some people are saying it's better than Spider-Man 2. Craig, you're never going to guess what. What? I think I might have found your comic. I'll send a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely think I've found it. We'll post it up on the Instagram app or something as well. Yeah. Right. As you were saying, boys. Yeah. So, into the Spider Verse, I, I'm I'm going to have to say there was a couple of characters that weren't needed. I didn't think Penny Parker was needed. I can understand why mm. they did it, but she was kind of a a bit part. I didn't even think Spider Ham was particularly needed, but was good <laughs> comic relief. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's literally what he was. Um, but I absolutely loved Nick Cage's. Spider-Man Noir. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was absolutely fantastic. I love Jake Johnson anyway, playing Peter B. Parker. I love him as an actor. He was he was great in New Girl. He was really good in Jurassic World as well. Um, so, yeah, thought that was really good casting. Chris Pine was a really strange one as, as the original Peter Parker. Yes. But does a great Spidey Bells. Which I will admit I have downloaded it is on my phone and I do listen to it quite regularly. Um, I just loved it. The only, the only thing, and I said, said to Tony at the time was the the animation was a little bit off off for me at times. Oh, just it just looked blurred. I don't know whether it was our screen or whether it's the style. Might have been the style of it, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it'll probably look better on on a smaller screen. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, if anything, so. That was that was really my only downside. I thought the story was great. My favourite bit though was Aunt May. Oh yeah, she was lovely. She Aunt was May was great. Yeah, she was great. Just uh, just yeah. literally going, oh here you go, here's here's our training facility. <laughs> so yeah, she was brilliant. So yeah I, yeah, I loved it. And any of you you boys got anything that you want to add? I think 2018. Was the year of Spider Man? It just yeah. was. So, sorry about the noise. Like I'm just like eating salt and pepper chips. I had to get something <laughs> on the way on. Oh, salt and pepper chips, divine. Um, no, for me, like you said, it, it was my favourite superhero film of last year. It might be my favourite superhero film of all time uh, because I couldn't stop smiling while I was watching it. I love Spider Man. I'm the laziest Spider-Man fan in the world because I've got nothing Spider-Man. 
But <laughs> I've always adored them. Put it this way, when I was a little boy back in the day, I had a little toy Spider-Man action figure and I used to watch the 1970s Spider-Man TV show and I was having a dream one night. I was a sleepwalker and I was having a dream one night that I was Spider-Man and I was walking up a wall and when I knocked myself awake, I was standing on my bed against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Having drilled that a hole in it. Like, acid pill the night before or something. <laughs> Honest to God. So, yeah. So That's does that, brilliant. that mean we're going to meet Spider-Man at Universal later on in the year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thought so. Uh, nothing more to add really than you guys. I just, uh, Paul knows it so much. It. We sort of absolutely loved it, I think. But I think, I think, I think the biggest, judge of how successful it was with Sam really yeah yeah my my little one didn't move he's five years old and transfixed wasn't he yeah normally we have to to take him out at least once to go to the toilet and he didn't move the whole time (laughs) and let's put it this way Miles Morales is now his favourite (laughs) Spider-Man so Mm -hmm. but but I did love because I didn't realise at the time that Pine was in it and I Looking, I thought Pine was really good, and I also liked that they didn't shy away from his fate mm. in that sequence. Yeah. It was very well done and very well crafted, actually. Yeah, yeah, it really was. They they did a really good job of of telling the story, and I, I liked the the Prowler introduction as well. I thought that was really clever, mm. despite the fact that you already knew who he was because of Homecoming. Mm. I still think it gave it a a, a nice twist yeah. on it. So, yeah. no, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was really good. So. And I should probably end up buying it because, like I said, I think it'll look really good on the small screen, actually, ironically. Yeah. Well, here's some Spider Man related merchandise purchasing type scenarios going on. I'm actually on my Apple TV while I'm sitting here. And I've just gone onto iTunes to see how much the original Spider Man trilogy is retailing for and the amazing Spider Man 1 and 2. How much do you think these films are selling for on iTunes at the moment? Couple of about quid. twelve quid, probably. <laughs> twelve quid, Paul. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say about fifteen for the original trilogy, and then probably about a fiver for the other two. Because let's just not talk about them. Yeah, no, I, I quite like them, but I would say that probably the Amazing Spider-Man is about three quid. All five films. Are two pound ninety nine each. Wow! Spider Man's yeah, on the telly. Oh, just yeah. The average just popped up now that <laughs> from Sky. How spooky is that? Literally, he is everywhere, and it's showing but, all all three yeah. sets of films. That's clever. He's got his own channel. Yeah. Twenty eighteen is the year of Spider Man. We had the game. We had Into the Spider Verse. We had Infinity War. We're now gonna have. Just even more Spider-Man, and I think I'm in my element, to be honest. <laughs> so as I'm going to buy all these tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, Tony, you said said your topic was kind of linked to um, Spider-Verse. So... Yes, because yeah, as you know, we're right slap bang in the middle of award season. Um, of course, Spider-Verse has already picked up Golden Globe for animation, and it's it's also got a BAFTA nomination. Picked up the Oscar nomination yesterday. 
uh, alongside which Infinity War is up for visual effects. But of course, the big news out of yesterday was all it was several nominations for Black Panther, including Best Picture. Um, again, with the, yeah, the BAFTAs, it's been ignored apart from visual effects. So I was just wondering what you guys think generally about this uh, finally getting a big comic book movie nominated. I mean, obviously, there this was a bit of a game changer in terms of, of the sort of the various issues I'm not going to dwell on too much. Um, just how cool is it that we've actually got a comic book movie nominated for Best Picture? And historically, which film would you have picked that never got a Best Picture nomination that might have deserved one? Oh, um, for X2. me, X2. X2, yeah. Yeah, I'd say X2. Mm, yeah. X2. Do you, mean, do you mean superhero film or just in general? Yeah, superhero film, yeah. Superhero film. Uh, either X2, Spider-Man 1, the original Sam Raimi one, or at least um, Willem Dafoe should have got a Best Actor nominee for that because he, he just scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, the way he could jump back and forth between Mad Green Goblin and like innocent Norman Osborn scared the shit out of me. Uh, I'm trying to think now. See, yeah, for for me, I would have to say, and and he obviously got best supporting actor in Heath Ledger, but The Dark Knight. Oh for yeah, me should should have been nominated as best best picture and that year. If if memory serves, that was part of the reason why they opened up best picture to up to ten films. Yeah. Because there was a lot of call at the time for it to get some sort of recognition. And ironically, in the end, they still don't nominate ten films now, no, even though they can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would that would be my pick. And I, th- I think Black Panther was probably an obvious choice to eventually be the one that got it. Mm. Just because it's, as you say, it's varying issues that it tackles. Um, and being something completely new for a, a superhero genre film. Um, yeah. It's not a surprise that it has been nominated. I wouldn't say it's the best comic book film there's ever been. I enjoyed it, but yeah. I still would have preferred to have seen Infinity War get it. Mm. Um, but as I say, I'm very reason. Um, uh, honest to God, why is this being nominated for an Oscar? I can understand for the costumes or design work or computer graphics or, or whatever. Yeah, it's you know, up for a couple of technicals. So. It's up for a, a few technical awards. Yeah. But for Best Picture, is that not just the Oscars trying to make themselves relevant again? Well, with Black the thing is, I was going to say, because originally they were talking about having a Best Achievement in Popular Film Award and then suddenly changed their minds when I think people, members of the Academy thought they were kowtowing to the public too much. So I wonder whether that was why they suddenly, you know what, we need to do something. But personally, I, I would like to see that Oscar happen. I, I agree 100% with that. That would have been a far more relevant thing to do because we live in a world now of X Factor, of, uh, of all that situation where people get to vote for who they want to win. And not the pe- the best people don't often win these talent shows that are on the telly. Um, 
but it would have kept the integrity of the Oscars, I feel, a little bit more. This, it's a brilliant film, but on second viewing and third viewing, it, it's, yeah, it's just a superhero film. It's not worthy of an Oscar nomination for Best Picture, in my view. Um, I just think, put it into the other category that, that Tony suggested there, that's now, I believe, is defunct. But, Oh, it, no, it just like baffles me. I said for years they should have an award which reflects cinema going a bit more. Um, whether they'll, they'll, they'll do that at some point in the future, I don't know, but we shall see. I, for personally, in terms of my choice from p- films past, um, I would actually go back before The Dark Knight to Batman Begins, oh, which yeah, is like still that. my favourite of the three, and also going way back in the day, Superman 2. Oh yeah! Oh god, that's a oh yeah. To be fair, I, I actually preferred one over two when I was younger. Just because oh, that scene where he's running through the street and then crosses the street and like rips open his shirt and the suit's underneath it. That me as a kid, like my jaw was dropped. <laughs> what was that superhero film that I watched that I'd never seen before? Oh. And it blew me socks away, and it's still potentially my best ever Superman superhero film that I can't remember the name of. Help me. Super? No. Batman nineteen eighty nine. No, I watched it for Ego. Um, oh, Tomb Raider. Nick and Lee got me to watch it. Paul no. Condor Man. Condor Man. (laughs) <laughs> There's Craig's new superhero alter ego. Condom, is it a man. bird? Is it a plane? There's no, it's a rubber Johnny. There's one for Disney After Dark to discuss. He's Condor Man. Michael Crawford is a superhero. It's the one where the this fella's evolved um, to such an extent that everyone else bores him, and it's something to do with the end of the world. He's going to end the world. He hasn't got a knob anymore. Watchmen. <laughs> oh, you mean Watchmen? Yeah. Watchmen. That is the film I would pick, and I'm sorry for not remembering the name, but <laughs> what a film. <coughs> uh, yeah, well, generally, generally regarded as one of the greatest novels of all time, isn't it, Paul, I think? So, yeah. Well, in some quarters. Yeah, and it's, it's getting a TV series mm. in the very near future. I can't wait for that. Can't wait. Are we not? Are we not reaching the crescendo here of superhero stuff? Nah. No, I don't think. I hear this a lot, but I don't think it will. I don't think it has an upper limit because they find their audience. You look at the numbers that Venom did. It did ridiculous business in the end. Yeah. Look at Aquaman. Yeah. Still haven't seen that. Still haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen it either. Funny enough. I went and saw it three or four days after we saw Spider-Man mm. and was just like, no, how's it made a billion dollars? Yeah, because he takes his top off. Yeah, uh, that's exactly why. He can't act, that's for sure. And I, I, love, I love Jason to bits, met him multiple times, but he's not a leading man in any way, shape or form. Other Has than he moved his the franchise forward? No, not in my opinion. No. So it's yeah, no, not I, continued I don't to think tell Wonder the Woman story. Was either. 
No, See, I'd say he has moved it forward because they've come out now and said we're just going to focus on solo films rather than just trying to copy Marvel, which I think is good. I have been saying for God knows how many years that that is what they need to do. But Stop then that's what they've done Marvel. for 30 years. They've never... This is the first time they've ever joined their stories together. For yeah. 30, 40 years they've been doing solo Superman films, solo Batman films, they tried Green Lantern... Well, we don't talk about that. But that's he exactly, tried, that's exactly my point. On. I think they should have dug in. Yeah. They should have hunkered down and ploughed on through and brought in the best storytellers and got it done, got the job done. Yeah. If anything's going to save the DC universe for me, it's going to be Shazam. I can't wait hey, for that. Zach. Can't yeah. wait for that. I think that looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah, no, mm, I definitely don't that? recommend going to see Aquaman. And that was actually one uh, of the one of the topics I may have picked up on, but um, I'm going to go a different route. Um, there was a couple of different different things. There was one, I was going to talk about the Men in Black trailer. Mm. Because that's based on a comic book. Um, but I thought, there's not enough to talk about with just a 30-second a trailer or whatever it was. So, and I really couldn't ignore um, the great white skull that's in the room. Uh, Mr. Pete Castiglione, otherwise known as Frank Castle. (laughs) Fuck me. That show is just too damn good. Yeah, I'm about halfway through at the minute. We we finished episode eight tonight. And... (coughs) I really, I wanted to plough on and obviously we were recording and I'm like, I just want to finish it. I know <laughs> that's, I know it's the last I'm going to get of him, but I, I need yeah. to finish it. Yeah. He is, he's so underrated as an actor, John Bernthal. He was given fuck all to do in Walking Dead. Yeah. But everything else he's just so good in. Yeah. And especially well, this role. I was thinking this, yeah. This role, he was, it was just built for him. Yeah, and I I put on Facebook the other day that I have I've got a man crush on John Bernthal. <laughs> there's there's no doubt about it. And then to fuck me over completely, he goes and gets announced at the one convention that I won't go to. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be shitting me, <laughs> so I can't go and meet him. Um, and it was too it's too soon anyway. It's March, and I'm I'm away in March at times and wedding anniversaries and birthdays and, and stuff, so it's just out of the window. But my uh, my sister-in-law's going. Oh. <laughs> so my Punisher poster will be signed. Brilliant. Oh, that's good. So, Brilliant. So, yeah. But, yeah, just the, the casting is great all round. Everybody is great in it. I love the guy that plays Curtis, Jason Moore. I, I think he's great. Um, Amber Rose Reaver, obviously, um, fellow Brit. Um, she's great as Madani. She was great in season one as well. Um, ben Barnes, fantastic in this season. Better than he was in season one. He was great in season one, but season two he's even better. Although um, we do have to discuss the elephant in the room with Ben Barnes and just how few nicks he's got on his face after that pummel <laughs> Yeah, he, he looks fairly good for a, for a guy that was more or less killed by glass digging into yeah. his face and and everything but um yeah just all around and and the new girl that's come in 
Um, Georgia Wiggum is is That's fantastic. That's the young as well. one that was in the yeah. very first episode. She's yeah. fantastic. She really yeah. is. And and a big surprise that I wasn't expecting in the first episode was Alexa Davalos. Former, yes. Former cast I didn't member know she on Angel. No, I didn't either. And I, I said I turned around to to Lisa and went, "Is that who I think that is?" And she went, no, it's not. And I looked it up, and she wasn't on IMDb at the time. They hadn't listed her. But she was oh. on Wikipedia nope. as being in it. So that plays Frank's girlfriend in the first episode. And the barmaid. Also, the Paul is... back to the hotel room with. Yeah. Shit, the bed, that was it. Fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> and also, Paul, one of those guests that we never really got a chance to meet in her angel days. Yeah, yeah, she, she was... Rumoured to be very, very shy in real yeah. life and didn't really want to um, do conventions at the time. And then, of course, mm. her career broke kind of big when she was in Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. Um, and then she's she's done a few. She's led a few TV series herself. So that was what mm. what surprised me that she was she was like this this bit part. Um. So. So yeah, just all round, I, I really like the cast. Um, they're all really good in their roles. Um, just a shame we're probably not going to see any more. And I think they've, despite the fact that they are talking about that they've got a story for season three, um, just depends whether that actually happens. Yeah, they've more or less said, look, we're we're at ease. We know the likelihood is we we will be gone. Yeah, but um, yeah, just a real shame. But John Bernthal's got a new new job already. He's going to be in the prequel to The Sopranos. So, oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, well, cool. So, oh, well, every cloud. Yeah, so it's not like he's he's going to be out of a job, that's for sure. And I, I, think he's, I, I think he's probably quite limited as an actor, but he does what he does really well. Yeah. He's your go-to guy for those sort of very hard nut and don't cross him guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, as you say, he does it well. Yeah. You, you don't really want to look elsewhere when you've got, nope. got the opportunity to to cast him. Mm. So, and hopefully we'll we'll see some more of the, the cast over here. I know Amber Rose Reaver did an event last year. Um, John comes over every couple of years. It looks looks like at the moment, but we haven't seen any of the rest of the cast. Obviously, our friend of the show, Michael Nathanson, that we had on last year, um, hasn't made it over to the UK yet either. So, fingers crossed that some of those guys come over. Yeah. So, so yeah. definitely. Do I mean I'm halfway through um, Iron Fist two. Right, so that's how far behind I am. Because I just haven't got it in me to watch it. But <laughs> can I go straight to the Punisher and not yeah, see? Yeah, no tie in whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> Is there any of them referenced? No. No. See, that well, always puzzles me. to get, get a reference, but only because Karen's in it. But well, that's about it. Now, you're, everyone's been disappointed in Daredevil. No, what? Really? Was it you, Paul? Yeah, you it's just me, though. I just, I, I couldn't get into it. I'll be honest. I'll go and in watch general, it. Or just season three? Just that, that last season, I just, it didn't grab me. And it was kind of like, by the time I started watching it, I think it had already been cancelled. And oh. I was just like... Do you know what? If it's not grabbing me now, then I'll, I'll end up going back to it. But I'm not. I've got other things that I 
I want to be watching before oh, no, I watch no, something no, that season three is what one of if not just pipped season one to the post. Oh, like, mm. honest to God, I genuinely on certain episodes loved it more than season one. Season one as a mm. whole is an absolute masterpiece, but there are certain like massive moments in season three for me that I just went holy shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, because after season two, even with Franken, it was deemed quite a bit of a disappointment because yeah. there was almost too much trying to shoehorn in, wasn't there, in series yeah. two with him as well. Well, that was the problem. Um, Once Frank left, the the story dropped completely. Yeah. The whole mm. Electra story just, and that's what killed oh, defenders. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, season two after um, when Electra is basically the main, I say villain. She wasn't really, but. Um, that that was just I've I've very nearly decided not to finish season two. So Jessica Jones is is filming now season three. Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we at least uh, honour the whole franchise when it, when we've all watched them and do a special? Yeah. 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 Definitely, I think so. I think we yeah. have to, especially if they aren't yeah. going to come back. Um, yeah, was a retrospective of some sort. Yeah, because it has it. It was the whole reason the show started, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. you've got to say it was. It was the main bulk of what we produced in those first first two years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so yeah, definitely, definitely look back, and and you never know, we might might be able to get some guests. Mm-hmm. Um, we shall see. We've we've got our contacts, and I'm, I'm sure there there could possibly be a few people we could speak to. Mm. So I think if you get Charlie Cox on, I'll love you forever. <laughs> uh, he's <laughs> he's in a play, isn't he? He's in a play with Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Oh wow! So Loki uh, and Daredevil. Now that's a show I'd watch. So oh. and and I'm sure that'll be something we we talk about in the in the near future as these these upcoming. Disney Plus shows. Mm. Um, I know we've touched on them a little bit, but not loads. But with with more more and more coming out, I think I think that's another another thing to look at at some point. Um, yeah. So I think that that covers all our our topics. It's uh, not quite as long as as normal, but we don't want to keep you and bore you for too long. Okay. <laughs> but well, I'm not being funny today alone in the After Dark Podcast Network. There's been over six hours of content released. So I know this isn't going out immediately, Paul, but six hours of content. Six hours of one scouser droning on me. Yeah, six hours of me. On his bench. On my bench. Yeah. 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 Motivate yourself on your bench. I'm trying to keep my voice quieter. Less shows. There's too many. Too many with all of us on. How yeah. many am I on now? About four, is he? Does After Dark, this. Uh, this, left Dark occasionally. Yep, yeah, uh, Halloween Adventure. Uh, yeah. Discover DLP. Yeah. We need to start a podcast, Josh, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> Yes, we bloody do, because I have been playing Red Dead Redemption 2, and I am, oh my god, I'm like, mm. 
I would love you two to do a gaming podcast. Oh, Craig, we love you on it, lad. We love you on it. And we'll I give don't you play the- games anymore. <laughs> so we'll, get we'll get you back into them. Oh, God. I mean, if you go with Anchor, it's free. You two could, it doesn't cost you a penny. Do we? I'd love to listen to you two. <laughs> Oh, so God. excited. Hashtag excited. <laughs> so, so, oh, yeah. I love Craig trying to be hip. Oh, bless him. <laughs> so, as we said, there are God knows how many shows now on the After Start Podcast Network. Um, we're, we're ever-expanding, and I'm sure there's there's still more to come. Um, as I said, the latest one is it's me and Craig. Um, yeah. After Dark's Halloween, Halloween Horror Nights Adventure. Um to, to plan our trip in September, we've decided to do like a a podcast diary of such, um, talking about our planning, um, even getting as far as talking about what we're packing. Yeah, undies and vodka. Yeah, oh no, whiskey. Well, gonna... that could be messy if the bottle opens. <laughs> that's what our Walmart trip is for on yeah. the first morning. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Go and, go and listen to that. That's so in all the all the usual places where we've appeared on Apple today. Um, yeah. So you can go and listen to that. Um, so plenty, plenty more stuff coming out on that. I've, I'm recording with with our Nick next week to record our yeah. our planning trip because I'm I'm travelling with Nick, whereas Craig, you're travelling with Stewart. Yeah, um, I haven't recorded that yet. So there's, there's going to be a, a couple of those, the, the people that are traveling together, and then it'll be back to, to me and Craig uh, yeah. as we start booking tickets and things, I, I'm guessing, in the near future. Um, so, yeah, go and, go and listen to that. There'll be plenty more coming out on that. So on that note, I want to say thank you to you guys, as always. No Thanks problem. for joining me on this this cold January night. Um Looking like we're going to get some snow again tonight, so that's going to be fun. Um, I'm not going to get into uni tomorrow. <laughs> Where is this uni? Where is this uni? Yeah. This uni is in that there Liverpool. It's not that far away. You're already in Liverpool. <laughs> I ride a bloody bike to work, lad. <laughs> that's a shout. I might do that. See how quick I can freeze my nipples. <laughs> and definitely <laughs> on that note, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All on on your visions of Josh's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll be back again next month. God knows what we'll be talking about. I'm sure it'll be probably something my random. Again. Yeah, probably. We might just open with uh, Josh's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> See you, bye. Try that. You No, you and go. No, you <laughs> This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.